Dynasty Blueprint with Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome into another edition of the Dynasty Blueprint. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. I'm joined, as always, by Matt Williamson. And as always on Thursday, also joined by Ray Garvin. Ray's a senior writer over at DLF, also the Devi team lead and the host of the Destination Devi podcast. And Ray is here to tell us everything he knows this week about Henry Ruggs. Ray, how's it going? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing this evening? Outstanding. Yep, doing well, ready to learn a little bit more. It seems like we started off easy with this prospect prospect profile. We we talked about C.D. Lamb. Everybody seems to love him. We talked about J.K. Dobbins. His profile certainly on the rise. Henry Ruggs is is going to be one of those uh, one of those players we argue over for the next three or four months. It seems like Ruggs is a junior wide receiver from Alabama. He's six feet tall, one hundred ninety pounds. And he is 21 years old. All of that sounds good. What did his career at Alabama look like? Yeah, and everybody out there listening, blame Matt for the Henry Ruggs <laughs> for the third for the third show. He picked this one, the one of the more divisive and polarizing uh, players uh, offensively in this 2020 draft class. And at Alabama, I mean, playing for Bama, that Bama brand, uh, in three years, I mean, his best statistical season. I would say probably came his sophomore season when he had 46 receptions, 741 yards, and 11 TDs. His final season at Bama, 40 receptions, 746 yards, and seven touchdowns. And as a freshman, which is really crazy, he had 12 catches, six of them went for touchdowns, uh, and 229 yards. You know, Henry Ruggs, looking back at his high school profile, he was a top 75 overall player in the 2017 class, was a four-star recruit, the 11th ranked position player in the nation over guys like Jalen Rager, uh, KJ Hamler, CeeDee Lamb, and Tylen Wallace. So uh, overall, his career at Alabama was, I would say, solid, but not spectacular, nothing eye-popping when you're just looking at the raw data about Henry Ruggs. I picked him because I was thinking about the Super Bowl matchup and the Kansas City receiver speed. And I know he's not going to be a chief, and I actually just wrote down like 15 teams that I think might be interested. But boy, he I think Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes might like him, though. Uh, I think so, too. I think <laughs> I think a lot of teams would like him because that is, you know, Ryan asked about the career snapshot of Ruggs, but those numbers only tell a small part of what he brings to the table and why so many people are excited about him at the next level. And it is speed, speed, speed. Mm -hmm. He is fast. Rare speed, right? Yeah. Yeah, Get get (laughs) into that a little bit more, Ray. I know, I know you always like to bring one unique fact or stat, something that really sets that player apart uh, that you might not hear on, on another podcast. You might not uh, see on Twitter. Tell us what you've got for Henry Ruggs. All right, so unfortunately for you listening, I shared something with Matt and Ryan before we came on air, and it was a tweet that I posted, and I'll probably retweet it once this episode comes out. But Henry Ruggs, I know there's a lot of reports out there about him running a 4-2 and being one of the fastest players to come through college football in quite some time. But I, I really wanted to dive into how fast he was, you know, not just in the 40, but just in-game. So... Going into 2019, he had a play from 2018 versus Missouri where he caught like a bubble screen 
hit the sideline and just turned on the afterburners. And it was clocked at 23.27 miles per hour. That is rolling. So I said, well, who from the NFL may have run that fast? And surprise, surprise, Matt talked about the Chiefs a few minutes ago, Tyreek Hill. So over the past three seasons, Tyreek Hill has the fastest in-game speed, and it was a play against the Houston Texans, uh, kick return play, and he topped 23.24 miles per hour. Both of these plays, surprisingly and ironically, were both called back because of penalties, but in-game speed, Henry Ruggs reached top-end speed and sustained that at a faster miles-per-hour mark than Tyreek Hill, who has the fastest in-game speed over the past three seasons, and that was going into 2019, and you might as well make it past four seasons because nobody topped that either. Okay, quick question for you. I mean, clearly this guy's rare and on the football field. It's not just on a track or running the 40. Is his 0-60 to 60 as impressive as his top-end speed? I don't think so. Okay. I, I don't think... I, I, and I would I don't want to be disingenuous to his speed, but I think it's more like the zero to twenty. I don't I don't think I think there are a couple of players in this class who may accelerate and hit top end speed faster than Henry Ruggs, but I don't know how many of them can sustain that speed longer mm-hmm. than Henry Ruggs. Have that fifth gear too. Correct. Ray, tell us about what the data says about Henry Ruggs and his prospect profile. Okay, so I I, I don't want to dive completely into the market share data like I did with the CeeDee Lamb show. You guys did a phenomenal job with Jesse Reeves on episode 188. So if anybody out there wants to hear about in-depth age-adjusted production and market share, go back to episode 188 and check that out. But what I really want to talk about from that data is similar wide receivers that, that we believe uh, mirror what Henry Ruggs does well, and they're going and they had the same sort of draft capital. I think uh, all of us can agree. I don't think there's any way Henry Ruggs falls out of the top 64 picks in the NFL draft. I mean, he's going to be a round one, round two selection at the latest. So when I was looking at the ages, breakout ages of players with similar skill sets, age 18, you got Deshaun Jackson, John Ross, Brandon Cooks. All of those guys had either first round or second round draft capital. Age 19, that broke out, reached the 20% market share. Andy Isabella resembles that Henry Ruggs type speedster. Age 20, you've got Brashad Perryman, Curtis Samuel, Devin Smith, and Corey Coleman. Age 21, you've got Hollywood Brown. Now, the difference between Henry Ruggs and these guys, all of these guys broke out at some point in time, right? Henry Ruggs never reached that 20% market share threshold in his entire career. And this has been one of the hottest topics debated on Twitter. You know, the crowded offense theory. You know, Henry Ruggs is good. The only reason he couldn't do it is because of Devonta Smith and Jerry Judy. I I just, the data tells me that he was never able to be not just the guy. He couldn't even be the next guy. And at certain times, he couldn't be the next guy to that next guy in that Alabama offense. And just a, a little a little snapshot, and this was just, it blows my mind. So I looked at games where he had one target, one reception, and one touchdown in his career, which spanned over 40 games. He's got six of those games. Hmm. Six of them where he was one target, one reception, 
one touchdown. That's 15% of his collegiate games, one, one, and one across the board. You know, everybody looks at his touchdown rate, and he's got 98 career receptions, guys. 98 career receptions. He ranks third on Alabama's all-time touchdown list. Only two behind <laughs> Jerry. Only two behind Jerry Judy, and that's on 61 less receptions. So, based off of his average receptions per game, which is about two and a half, and what he did throughout his career, he would have to play another season in a couple of games to even hit the 158, 159 receptions that Jerry Judy has. That's just how insane his touchdown rate was. And we all know in fantasy football, touchdowns are the least stickiest metrics. And they're even more sticky when, how many do I have here went over? Oh, he had eight touchdowns that went 40 yards or more further. And then 12 of those went 20 yards or further. So, I mean, that's he's yeah, just but running everybody, he's right? I mean, running everybody in college. But Tyreek, I mean, I know he's got Mahomes, and it's, it's kind of a similar situation. I mean, Tyreek's in the perfect offense for him, super high power, talent everywhere, hard to take him away. But if you're that fast, I mean, I'm sure that's the argument. If you're that fast, you should be able. I mean, Tyreek has more long ones than anyone in the league too. Can Rugs do that? Well, I think, and what's crazy is I tried to find the stat because I knew, I knew one of you, Matt or Ryan, were going to talk about Tyreek and his long touchdowns. Right, right, right. But, of course. you know, second player after that, I believe it's like Derrick Henry, who's next in those yep. long breakaway touchdown yards. But the, the difference is, and we're just, this is based off of what we see, Tyreek Hill is a target monster. Yes, he can take one mm-hmm. play to the house, but he's also being, he can get open. He has he's developed into he's a route runner. Yeah. He can separate, and uh, Henry Ruggs does not have Tyreek Hill level like that quick twitch ability. Tyreek from hmm. start to stop, I mean that guy is moving. I have not seen that out of Henry Ruggs. And in 2019, Matt, he his his highest target volume game where he was just fed the rock. He had eight targets in 2019. That was his highest target count. Six receptions. That was his highest reception count in 2019 so I'm just it it concerns me and it's I want to be very careful by saying it's not that I don't think he can be good and effective in the NFL I I do I even prematurely proclaimed him as the next Tyreek Hill if you're looking for the next Tyreek Hill it's right here in Henry Ruggs are you ever going to get a wide receiver what has he shown us from the data from the numbers that he's ever going to be a number one. And you don't have to be a number one to be effective in mm-hmm. fantasy. We need wide receiver threes. We need wide receiver twos. But if you're telling me i got to spend a top eight pick in rookie drafts to get that, I'd probably go somewhere else uh, if, if that were me based off of everything that I see in his data profile. You said a lot there, and I, I wanted to summarize things. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Just tell me if I'm right or not. But, you know... Speed is a very easy equation. It's stride length times how many strides you take, how quick you can, you know, how, how fast you can turn them over. And Tyreek is a rare guy that has both, you know, and has amazing turnover. I mean, he takes more steps than everyone else. From what you're telling me, my hunch is, without studying him, is Ruggs is more of a strider which is a harder thing. You, you can't break out of your cuts. You don't explode as much. You're longer. You know I mean? You're just eating up grass as a strider. 
Yeah, and and as you're saying that, I I went back to that play, and I'm just watching it, and yes, yes, I mean, yeah. As he, super he, fast he, guys go. I mean, he, yes, obviously he can yes. turn them over, but you're right. It's not the quick twitch, and I'm and I'm watching it right now as we're as we're doing this show. It's not. It doesn't look like Tyreek Hill. It doesn't look like KJ Hamler. It doesn't look like Jalen Rager. Doesn't mean it's not effective. And and mm-hmm. you know, going back to his, listen, track and football are two different things. All right, but his fastest reported time in the hundred meter dash was a ten five eight. Jonathan Taylor's fastest reported time in the hundred meter dash is a ten four nine. Mm-hmm. I'm having a. I just think people are maybe let down by these reported Alabama combine times and what he's actually going to run at the NFL combine, which we're talking about elite speed here. Right, right. Four, it's three, the ugliest girl to beauty two, pageant. Right. Exactly. Four three four two four four. But I pose the question: What does it do to Henry Ruggs's draft cachet? His draft what people perceive him as if he's not the fastest in the 40 at the combine, if it's not a 429, mm-hmm. if it's not a 433, if his claim to fame is speed and he's not the fastest guy, what do we do with him? All right, last thing. I'm envisioning Tyreek Hill coming screaming at me, a defensive end, pre-snap on jet motion, and I'm scared out of my mind. Where if you hand that ball to Ruggs, he's not going to cut on a dime and on a 90 degree angle and get up field. You know, he's not going to be that type of space player, instant acceleration type guy, correct? I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be terrified. Now, if he hits the edge, right. You know, if he he can open it up on the corner. Yeah. Yes. No one will catch. And that's I think he only carried the ball in his Alabama career. I think it was a handful of times. They didn't even. They didn't even, that may not have been their offensive philosophy, but he didn't even show that mm-hmm. in college. So I'm just, I don't think he's that type of fast. He's still blazing of fast, course, but course. I don't think he's that type of fast. And it also makes me think if you press him at the line of scrimmage and he struggles to get off press, he may not get anywhere. Correct. Okay. Ray, you've gotten into a little bit of what you've seen on the on film. You've even been watching the film here as we speak. <laughs> so tell us what else you've seen uh, in your film study of Henry Ruggs. So let's start with the pros. And, and we keep talking about speed, 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 because that's, that, is his, that is his claim to fame is his speed. But he is, he is a physical player, all right? He is not afraid to go over the middle. I've seen him absolutely blown up before, but he still hangs on to the ball. I think he's a, a good hands catcher. I think he's still learning the position. You know, he's still learning that wide receiver position. He is undoubtedly a home run threat. Anytime he touches the ball, he's going to be able to to potentially rip off long runs, uh, get behind secondaries, catch some long balls. And he's an incredible, incredible athlete. And gosh, dog it, I meant to send you guys another tweet before we started about <laughs> him just playing basketball and watching the stuff that he's doing. And Ryan, I don't know if you've seen some of his just ridiculous. He could be in the NBA dunk contest, and I'm not joking. Mm. I mean, it's there's some stuff that he does just playing around at the rec center where you're like, whoa! You can tell he's an explosive, gifted athlete like no other. I mean, to be able to do what he does at the level that he does it, he's got to be an incredible athlete. I, I think he's that immense vertical. Co- it's going to be 40 inches plus mm-hmm. easily. I, I, I'm. 
if there was a prop bet on that, I'd, I'd put the house on that right now. It's going to be a 40-plus <laughs> inch vertical jump. He's, he's a ridiculous athlete. My cons, Matt, you just touched on it. I mean, his ability to create separation, all right, outside of speed. If you play off coverage and you let him just get a full head of steam, good luck. I, I don't care what the secondary is doing, good luck. But if you get hands on him, if you knock him off of his route and force him to to make those adjustments mid-route, I don't know. Haven't seen it. And I, and I always say, just because a player didn't do something doesn't mean they're incapable of doing it at the next level. So I don't want to say that he's incapable of doing it. But off of the tape, I, I haven't seen it. He hasn't shown that ability to be the guy. And again, you don't have to be the guy in an offense to be fantasy relevant. But I would like it. I it's like better. The, I would like the potential for you to one day develop into a number one. We didn't, you know, did we, and I know the jury is still out on Juju Smith-Schuster, but when he came in, I don't think the expectations were for him to be the guy. Um, you know, and, and Matt, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong there, but when it looked like he could, that was like an added bonus. I was mm-hmm. fine with, you know, wide receiver two, you know, high, you know, low-end wide receiver one Juju Smith-Schuster. So, I just haven't, when you watch Alabama, I was more fearful of Jerry Judy and Devonta Smith and at times Jalen Waddell opposed to Henry Ruggs III. And then he, he just didn't, he didn't shine in that offense. He didn't shine. He had the splash plays and he scored the touchdowns. But I go back to, again, 15% of his career games, one, one, and one. That's crazy. I mean, that's, that, that is crazy. One target, and there were two games, I believe, where he was just blanked. No targets, no receptions. So those are my pros from the film. Home run abilities, physical, incredible athlete. Cons, ability to separate, you know, on press coverage. Uh, hasn't shown the ability to be the guy and did not shine in the Alabama offense. Folks, I want to tell everyone about Dynasty Owner. I've, I've mentioned it before. Dynasty Owner is the ultimate dream for all sports and business fans. Dynasty Owner is the only patented fantasy sports game that combines Dynasty Fantasy Football with actual NFL player contracts. Pretty cool. We don't use make-believe or demand-based contracts or salaries. We use the actual NFL player contracts and salaries. There's no off-season at Dynasty Owner. The rookie draft matters. Free agency matters. Every contract matters. Dynasty Owner just finished their beta season in 2019 and are now working on their mobile app for iOS and Android, and they'll be ready for rookie drafts in May. Uh, They're opening up the game to everyone in 2020, but are limiting it to 1,012 team leagues. So you can win weekly prizes, seasonal prizes, and compete in the chase for the ring. Come join the 2020 season on the wait list at www.dynastyowner.com and start your dynasty. Ray, let's talk about a comp. Of course, we've already mentioned the name here. I've, I've heard it plenty of other places the comp for Henry Ruggs is Tyreek Hill. Is that your comp? Is that what you see when you watch him? Oh, Be honest. Man. He sounds really uh, Teddy Ginn to me. I, I thought Ted Ginn. I, I thought Tyreek Hill. Oh, guys, I, I, this one is this one is very hard for me um, because he's he's built very well, and and I want to say I want to say Tyreek Hill. I want to say Deshaun Jackson. I want to say all these these speedsters, but these guys did things that, you know, and we didn't even talk about. Henry Ruggs didn't even return kicks. I think he had a couple of kick wow. returns, a couple of punt returns. That says a lot career. to me. It, that, that's what I'm saying, man. Right. He, 
He did it his freshman year, and I don't have the stats pulled up. I think he had eight punt returns, never four touchdowns. But that tells me a lot. You're mm-hmm. not even you're not the punt returner. This one, I, I, I'm not gonna. I, I try. I didn't write it down in my notebook because I, I have no clue. His ceiling could be Tyreek Hill. Okay, he, his ceiling could absolutely be. He figures it out. He learns how to run the routes. Uh, he is going to be very fast. He's a supreme athlete. He's physical. His ceiling could be Tyreek Hill. His floor could be... I mean, there's a lot of guys that... His floor could be John Ross. Yeah, I have John Ross listed here. Right. His his floor could be a very fast guy. And the difference is at least John Ross was productive in college. You know, did he ever need to go number nine overall or whatever he did? We can debate that. But at least he was productive in college. I think he... I just... I don't want him to be... A, a fast guy who just doesn't who doesn't fire at the next level. I'm very, very concerned. And if I'm drafting, I don't want to draft based off of the ceiling. I'd like to have at least a decent floor there. Huh. He says I, it sounds a lot like Teddy Ginn to me. I, I I I helped recruit Teddy when he came out of he was a Glenville tar blooder outside of Cleveland. And a lot of those dudes end up going to Pitt when I was there. And Teddy took three official visits uh, USC, Ohio State, Pitt. We didn't think we were going to get him, and we didn't, of course. But at that stage, he was thinking about going to the Olympics as a hurdler. That He was weighing those options, either going to college and playing football or going to be an Olympic hurdler. And he ended up being, I think, the ninth pick in the draft, too, like Ross. And he hasn't had a bad career, but you'd be pretty ticked off if you used a rookie first-round pick on Ted Ginn and you've had him for the last 10 years. Yeah, and Ray, I, I did check out uh, Ruggs punt return and kick return stats looks like uh his freshman season 13 kick returns 239 yards 18 yard average uh eight punt returns for 46 yards under six yard uh average hasn't had a punt return since so none as a sophomore or junior uh he did have a dozen uh kick returns this past year 286 yards uh, almost 24 yards a pop no touchdowns at all, either on punt or kick returns. And you know what that tells me? Kick return, you just get a full head of steam and you go, right? Mm-hmm. You just catch yeah. the ball and you run. Punt return, you have to be able to – you've got to make at least one guy miss to have a shot. You don't even have to be fast as a punt returner. You don't. you yeah, got to right. be able to make somebody miss. And they tried it out as a freshman, and they said, you know what, there's this guy named Jalen Waddle coming in. We'll go ahead and switch you out with him <laughs> for the next two years. Uh, Matt, you talked about the Olympics. Maybe a little Marquise Goodwin in there mm. as well. Yeah. You know, very fast. We all had high hopes that he could potentially do something. You know, Goodwin to give you. It, he might be Gin Goodwin. Goodness gracious! I know I'm going to get murdered over this, but <laughs> which is more valuable in the NFL than it is to us fantasy people too? Like he makes space for others. But every name you listed there, besides Tyreek Hill. Maybe the exception of Deshaun Jackson, I wouldn't have been thrilled with if I used the seventh pick in my rookie draft on. I think an NFL team is going to value Henry Ruggs and his skill set a heck of a lot more than maybe we should Mm -hmm. in fantasy. And the problem is we keep chasing the allure of Tyreek Hill. Goodness, great. Like, we want that so, so bad. He's a unicorn. It's like looking for the next Mahomes. Yes. Well, we've we've done that for years. It's Every year it's... 
Who's the next Deshaun Jackson? Who's the next Wes Welker, right? That that white slot guy. Mm. I mean, we're we're still doing that years and years later. And and now it's just Tyreek Hill instead of Deshaun Jackson. The names have changed, but we're still going through the same you know, the same process. That's probably not a, a good one. I, I mean, Ray, this this entire conversation I think should really shed a lot of light on our expectations for Ruggs because he is he does seem to be that guy that the the tape guys and the analytics guys are kind of going to, to battle on. And uh, you mentioned our, our recent show with Jesse and, and he, he let us know why the, the analytics, the data guys are uh, concerned about rugs. It's no breakout age at all. Uh, not the, certainly not the market share that you want to see from, from your incoming receivers. And now you as, as that tape grinder, the one who relies on what you see, you also have some concerns that should really tell our listeners uh, a lot. One catch games. Yeah. One catch. <laughs> Even with some of these concerns, there are certainly some ideal landing spots. And Ray, as you said, we, we are pretty certain at this point, even a couple months away from the NFL draft, that Ruggs will be a day one pick or, or at worst an early day two pick. So what are some good potential landing spots around the league that would help him gain some dynasty value potentially? So I've got, I've got five right off the top of my head and I'll start with five uh, new Orleans saints, somebody across from Michael Thomas, Yep. Uh, but they've, you know, they've got Ted Ginn, you've got Traquan Smith, who's kind of a speedster as well. But I think that would help open up things for, Michael Thomas and Jared Cook and Alvin Kamara. So I think New Orleans would be a great place. The Green Bay Packers, I could see them going for some speed. You know, I know it looked like Alan Lazard was their deep threat at times. And, you know, he's not he's not slow, but he's not that fast either. So uh, somebody to create some space for Devontae Adams and, and Sternberger down there at tight end who's probably going to take over. That'd be a fun spot. The Buffalo Bills with Josh Allen. You know, he's got a cannon, and, and Ruggs can run fast, so maybe that would be a, a good potential spot. The Las Vegas Raiders. Are they the Raiders? Las Vegas Raiders yeah. now? Oakland well Raiders? They are, okay. yeah. All right, the Las Vegas Raiders, I think that would be, you know, death taxes and the Raiders drafting somebody that runs really fast. So Al I'm Davis would be proud. <laughs> he, he would be proud. He's speaking <laughs> to them through, you know, I think that would be a good spot, and they need somebody else there. That would, you know, Darren Waller is great, but you can't have that being your number one guy with, you know, and they've got a slot. Renfro looks really good in the slot, and whatever you get out of Tyrell Williams. So I think Ruggs makes sense there. My number one spot, and I hate to say this as a Dallas Cowboys fan, but the Philadelphia Eagles, yeah. they, they, they desperately need some speed. I think Greg Ward looked good towards the end of the year, but, I'm, no, they need no. somebody that's yeah. going to be. Yeah, they need somebody that's going to be able to get down the field. But honestly, Matt, you said at the beginning you wrote down 20, 20 freaking teams that he could potentially land on. But I, I just, I really think that the he's going to be a better NFL player than he was in college. I just don't know if he's going to be that fantasy asset. And real quick, that one one and one stat that I gave. I really should have dove into how many yards two or through four in those games because I'm, I'm without looking at the data, I bet you there were some 400 yard passing games in there, mm-hmm. and he just didn't even get the target volume. So uh-huh. um, those those are my five top spots for Henry Ruggs. They were all on yeah. my list, and I got like ten more. But the Eagles are a perfect example for me of he would be very valuable to them. 
because they need that guy to open room for the tight ends. I mean, he'd be a good football player for them, even if he's John Ross, even if he's Ted Ginn. They would have killed for those guys this year. You know what I mean? Like, they need someone that can just fly, even if he only gets one target a game, you know? So, that he's a great example of having more value to the NFL than fantasy. Um, I'm not going to go through all these, but what about Denver opposite Cortland Sutton or Indianapolis? I thought about both of those teams as well. I thought about Denver. I thought about Indy. Uh, I think those would be good spots as well. Jets if Robbie Anderson leaves. Another one. Yeah. Arizona. They're going to go four wide. And there's a lot of teams that could use them. Minnesota could use them. It's, you know, something different than the two guys they got. Yeah. So, so all of those potential good landing spots does tell me that he, he's going to have that draft capital. He, he might not have the breakout age or the production, but he's going to have the draft capital. And that's just going to be another thing that dynasty players have to weigh in. What do we really care about with these, uh, with these incoming wide receivers talking a little bit more about his dynasty value right now over at DLF, we do have Henry Ruggs, Henry Ruggs ranked as the ninth overall incoming rookie. So he is looking uh, like a potential first round rookie pick right now. He's among the top five rookie wide receivers. And as I said, top 10 overall. So I, I do at this point expect him to be a first round dynasty rookie pick. Ray, you, you've already basically said you're not spending that pick on him. If you're controlling the whole draft, if, if you're making a one-man mock draft, where would you slot Henry Ruggs in, in a dynasty rookie draft? And how many receivers ahead of him? Well, without, without looking at my ranks, and I'll pull it up as I talk, but I believe I have him 7th or 7th or 8th, I believe. Um, Overall or wide I, receiver? Wide receiver. Okay. okay. Wide receiver. Um, so overall, if I, if I'm going with uh, Henry Ruggs, where do I have him at? This is wide receiver. I have him sixth. Okay, um, I have him sixth overall. Probably should move him down a slot because I like Brian Edwards a little bit more than him. But I still would bank on Henry Ruggs over a KJ Hamler. So if I'm controlling the first round of a of a rookie draft, one quarterback league. I'd probably take him at the top of the second. I, I, I would not pull the trigger in round one. Top of the second, I think that's fine. 201, 202, 203. I don't think he should fall past 205 because he can give you those just Hollywood Brown type weeks. Two receptions, 150 yards, two touchdowns. But I, I'm not spending top 12 draft capital on Henry Ruggs. I will not do it. But in most draft classes, he's definitely a top five rookie receiver for you, though, don't you think? If not four or three. Correct. Okay. This this class is just deep. Yeah. It's there are some guys that I would I'd feel more comfortable with, um, you know. And I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't hate you if you spent a late first on them. If you wanted to take mm-hmm. the one eleven, one twelve, even maybe the one ten, you probably have a good team and you can afford that boom bust ability. I think he's going to be a fantastic best ball wide receiver. I think yeah, in best right, ball right. you just draft him and then you get those blow up weeks and you're okay with the down weeks, but. Um, you know, anywhere from, let's just say, pick 110 to 203 is okay for me. I think that's that's about the range I am on Henry Ruggs as well at this point. We've got a lot of, a lot of time to go to see, uh, of course, how he performs at the combine, where he lands, and we'll see what his value, uh, where his value eventually ends up in rookie drafts and, of course, startup drafts as well. Another great job by you, Ray. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back next time with more Dynasty Blueprint.